Welcome to Space Lore NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Geelan. And I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 90th official episode. Nixon are, 5! Nixon, Nixon 5! Nixon 5. <laughs> We're here. That's all you need to know. <laughs> when I think they're playing tonight. When they get released, they might have already lost. Who knows? But... We're here to talk about the Knicks. Specifically, we're here to talk about the New York Knicks fans yeah. because you actually went to game one. I did. And for game two, we were both outside of MSG when the fans were coming out after the win. We're getting getting to that later. But first of all, take me through the experience of actually attending the first ever Knicks playoff game in eight years. Dude, the energy in the arena was unreal. Unlike any sporting event I've ever been to. And... and I had a friend tell me, it was like, well, it could have been like that crazy. I've been to, like, I understand. I was trying to explain to them what it was like. And they were like, I don't want to pay, you know, $200 for tickets or whatever. And I was like, it's so, it's so worth it. Um, I didn't even pay for my own ticket, but it's so worth it because like, this doesn't even compare to any other sporting event you've ever been to. Like you think you've been to a Knicks game or you think you've been to a Nets game or you think you've been to whatever team, you think you've been to a football game, a hockey game. No, like the Knicks... (laughs) Playoff intensity in this first round is insane. Insane. I mean, it's, I'm sure, like, if you've been to the Super Bowl, it's probably not quite that. But there was something about, like, every time we scored, 15,000 fans would be up on their feet losing their minds. Every time. You know what? Every time we got a stop or a rebound. It was just every single thing would set the entire crowd off and send everybody just, like, wild. It Dude, was amazing. That's insane. What was it like... Uh, when R.J. Barrett threw it down. Yeah, I and and that's like that's the moment that I'm gonna like remember best from from Game One is is he had that just insane poster. I don't even remember who it was on, but it was like just comes down the left side and absolutely put somebody like on a poster, bodied him. That that was the moment where like I think there was a timeout right after it. Like everybody was. The, the, the like cheers for that one lasted for like a minute like like everybody was just like got up stayed up was screaming holding each other like shaking each other jumping fist bumping high-fiving just like it, it, buzzing like they were like, just like shaking with like energy when that when that happened especially um and obviously they they didn't pull out the win in game one so that was kind of the highlight of it i think the rest of the game would have been like that had the Knicks held out, um, but of course they they didn't win Game One. So I would imagine that that's like a you and the fans, you and the you and the crowd must feel like a part of something bigger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like in touch exactly. with like New York, or at least in touch with the 50, 15,000 people in the mm-hmm. arena. And, and and we'll talk about we'll talk about Game Two, but like there was something unified. Like we watched Game Two with a bunch of our friends, like just like on the TV on the couch, like a, like a normal person, and um, and like but except that well we were all super invested and we were there with a bunch of our like basketball fan friends, Nick fan friends, and so the same thing. We're like it was it became a close game. The Knicks were up and we were losing our minds every time the Knicks scored, right? And I was t- and I was trying to tell everybody who's there, like imagine this energy times an arena with 15,000, like at 15,000 capacity, like where 15,000 people are doing this instead of like eight of us or 10 of us, you know what I mean? Like it was that, you know, and, and I, and we had one friend who was like <laughs> falling asleep and was complaining about the noise. I'm like, dude, you don't even want to know. Like you would have been, you would have been deafened by the MSG crowd that yeah, night. Man, shout out Zook. Uh, on the last play when Trey yeah. Young hit, hit the bucket. How quiet was it? Yeah. <laughs> How quiet was it? That's a good question. Like I, 
it didn't stick out to me in the moment that it was like quiet. I, I, I think, um, I think he was like overhyping the quietness of it a little bit. I think it was really quiet in comparison to the rest of the night though, if that makes sense. Yeah. Earlier in the game, it felt like every time Trey Young would come out on the quarter, every time he would touch the ball, he'd get booze or he would get like F Trey Young chance. Like that was, that was sort of the thing all game was like a New York classic. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Like, we had made Trey Young the enemy and, like, the focus of our, like, hate all game. And so I, I think when he when he sort of, like, hit that, like, game-winning, uh, like, floater, um, and he was, like, you know, he said, like, it's real quiet in here. Like, I think it's, I think, I think what he was really saying was, like, nobody's saying any, like, F Trey Young anymore or whatever. It was also deafeningly loud when on some of those foul calls there was a, there was like oh. fouls down the game down, down like down the end of the game and and you actually probably saw mayor de blasio of new york city <laughs> like he was wearing a knicks hat in a press conference and and sort of like talked to talked about trey young he was like and, and quoted steve nash saying that's not basketball from earlier this season um so i think knicks fans were also like really mad about that 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 the refs that the refs had like given Trey Young a bunch of foul calls especially because I would say for the first you know until the last five minutes of the game it felt like the refs were kind of letting almost everything fly like they were calling very very few shooting fouls that's true which which favors the Knicks I would agree yeah and then and then right down at the end of the game all of a sudden it was like everything was a foul it was a foul on the Knicks and Trey Young was getting free throws and so I think it happened like three or four times and then of course he hit that game winning game winning uh floater and so it was definitely demoralizing and i'm sure he was right that it went from like a hundred to like zero right but um i I think i it it definitely got quiet but i think i think like you have to understand that moment in context it wasn't like it wasn't like uh it went silent but like yeah yeah. i think i think the like after young's chance started back up pretty soon after that and whatever and, and, and almost everybody went out of the arena just like really frustrated and like mad because of those because of those foul calls. It, yeah. I think I think the arena as a whole. I'm not saying necessarily that I felt this way, although I kind of did in the moment that like the game was like like pretty much stolen from us like by the rest. That like we had this 10 point lead and it felt like we lost it to free throws instead of to like the way that the game had been played for 40 minutes. But it happens. All right, let's go on to game two. Yeah. So. As Connor described, we originally actually went outside MSG before the game yeah. just to, like, quote-unquote, tailgate with people. Like, we actually received... Do you have it with you? The the Trey's balding sign? No, no, no. I threw it out. Yeah. You but, threw it out? Yeah. I oh, sh- my I should hang on to it. I should hang on to it. Dude, but yeah, people were handing out Trey's balding flyers. Yeah. Uh, there, were, there was pregame chance. I think that it, I think that 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 got posted on sideline sources. But yeah. yeah. There's 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 these guys handing out flyers that said like, tonight's chant is Trey is balding, and somebody just handed me a stack of like, <laughs> ten, and I was like handing them out too after <laughs> You're that. You're handing yeah. them out also. Oh my yeah. gosh. Uh, and it like had a had a little blur below saying like this will get to him more. <laughs> At only 22 years old, Trey is balding at an alarming rate. I think that's how it started. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. And so, <laughs> so. We had that, and then we we took the we took the two train back uptown to his place, mm-hmm. uh, just in time for tip off. We watched the game. We went crazy the whole time with like six of our friends, and then we're getting ready, and and we see the Knicks are the Knicks <laughs> are ahead by like eight with a minute left. We're like, dude, let's let's take the train back down right now 
so we can get there in time for when the fans are coming yeah. out. Yeah. And you didn't want to go. No, I didn't. <laughs> you didn't want to go. Because, like... You're I, already home. Yeah, exactly. So so we were, we were at my house. I was like, do I really want to go down to MSG just to come back afterwards? And also, like, we were kind of the only ones with the idea of, like, let's go hang out at MSG before the game. Says I who, would, though? I would say most other people were just there to, like, walk in. Whereas, so, so here's what I'm thinking. is like, it's 1030 at night. Everybody who got to MSG was getting there like half an hour before the game and it, pretty much just going in. It rained like an hour earlier. Yeah, that's true too. So I was like, I was like, what makes us think that like fans after the game are just going to stick around? Like, like, isn't everybody just going to like try to go rush to the subway and leave? And I would say like some people did that, but I would say everybody in the arena under 30 years old oh. instead just gathered like right outside. And this is where you see, I'm sure you've seen like. If you're on, if you're on like social medias on Twitter or on Instagram, pages like House of Highlights, Bleacher Report, um, Sideline Sources, Sports Center, all posting clips of of like of like the fans chanting and cheering outside of MSG. And if you go onto House of Highlights on Instagram, <laughs> if you go to the post about the New York Knicks crowd, yeah, if you go to the first video. You will see him in this shirt. In, in the his, R.J. Barrett shirt, You'll see yeah. Flynn in the R.J. Barrett shirt. In a Knicks hat. In a Knicks hat. Uh, right next to our friend Piot, who is shirtless. Notre Dame hat, yeah. Notre Dame hat. Yeah, so uh, we're like we're like right there. Like, if you open the post, there's like, they do like a picture of the crowd, and like, we're standing there in the picture. Like, we're, the, we're like right there. Then there's a video of like us cheering. And I would say, by the way, that was not even a good video. Like yeah. that video was like quite tame for like like that did not actually accurately capture like the moment I would say. That was like probably half an hour or 40 minutes into <laughs> into the into the cheering because like after we got there. And by the way, we got there probably 10 or 15 minutes after the game ended too. So, cuz at that point I took my shirt shirt off with Peter at one point. By that point, I'd already put it back on, and I was like getting ready to go. <laughs> like that's, and then that's when they decided to take the video and post. Which is like I don't understand. Like, and then, there were way more hype moments than that. But yeah, yeah. And then if you go to the the you scroll right into the video after that, then you just see like a sea of Knicks fans going across, uh, and you see me in a dark Porzingis shirt, which I'm not wearing now because it's Porzingis. Uh, I actually taped over the back of Porzingis, and Porzingis wore number six on the Knicks, and uh, Alfred Payton currently wears number six yeah. for the Knicks, so I, I, I put a, a, a paper that said Payton over the Porzingis name. That was cool, yeah. Yeah, and so you'll, you, would, you will see me in those, like, you know, you know, like those little barriers that are, mm. that are in front of the important buildings to prevent people from, like, driving cars? I stood on one of those, and so you can see me on one of those, uh, like, just above the sea. It's like a short metal yeah. pillar. Yeah, yeah. And the the view I had from there was was so sick. Yeah. I was like above I was like above like almost everyone and I could just see the 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 sea of crowd. If you're watching on if you're watching on YouTube, we'll put we'll put up some of the pictures videos we took from there cuz I stood on one yeah. of those too. That was that was yeah. crazy looking over cuz you could, you would like you would be standing a full like 5 feet over everybody else and getting this like bird's eye view. That's what like there I'm sure that that like me and you took videos from right there that are better than the than like yeah, the ones for that sure. have for sure. I didn't know how whatever. to like submit it or anything. It, I think you could just DM it to them but like whatever. I never done yeah. that either. Yeah. Um and so the highlight of my life happened that night when I stood on one of those things. Yeah. Uh, because we, we were doing a bunch of different chants. We were doing mm -hmm. Julius Randle. We were doing Go New York, Go New York, Go. Uh, we were doing Nixon 5. Uh, we, were, we were doing a bunch of stuff. 
but I was like, hey, I'm gonna go for the memes. So I stood on this thing. I was like, hey, yo, boys, like, follow, follow my lead. Yeah. Follow my lead. And so, like, I, like, waved my arms. Like, a few people turned to me because I'm, I'm above everyone else. Yeah, I, I uh, turned right around yeah. and I heard you say it. Yeah. yeah. And I say, when I say Taj, you say Gibson. When I say Taj, you say Gibson. I go, Taj, Gibson, Taj, Gibson, Taj. Yeah. And after, like, the fourth Gibson, like, it's... A lot of people. A lot of people yeah. started. So... At, at like after 10 seconds i was i was the only person saying taj and then i would point and yeah, i would like have pro- 100, i would yeah. probably have 100 people saying yeah. gibson i felt Dude, like you felt so it felt I, so powerful I, being I, there I, yeah. I felt i felt like a gladiator yeah. or, or like a god or something yeah. i i felt so i felt so yeah. powerful saying taj gibson's name uh, for the masses i wish i had a video of that one, th- one thing i wanted to say is is if you if you notice a lot of those posts they said they posted videos of, of us chanting like we want Brooklyn. I didn't start the we want Brooklyn one, but they didn't show like two minutes before that, I started we want Sixers. Because if you think you about started it, that? Yeah, I started that with it so I so I said it and then like got like the people right around and saying it like, you know, I like grew it was one of those things. And that was kind of a cool feeling too, like starting yeah. it, but also like There'd be like chance going on. It was like such a big yeah. crowd that there'd be like different yeah. chance going on. Yeah. So like yours took over. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes there'd be like one going on here and one going on here, but sometimes one would like overtake the other. So you knew it worked when it like got to everybody, and it felt like the like we want Sixers one like really got to everybody. Because if you if you don't know if the Knicks beat the Hawks, they go in to play the Sixers presumably. So yeah. it's, we want Sixers, yeah, that, and then that when fire. that ended, it became we want Brooklyn because. New York rivals probably should have thought of that first. Yeah. Um. And then the and then the we want Brooklyn one happened two or three more times after that too. Yeah. And so, like, I, I would probably say there were probably two hundred people chanting. Yeah. And then there was another five hundred people kind of watching. I would say in in the greater area. Well, there was like a there was the, the two hundred people were like in a mosh pit, like shirts yeah. off, kind of like full yeah. sweat, jumping up and down. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah. Like, broken bottles on the ground. Like, your Alfred Payton sign from your back was just fully trampled in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it was, fit. it was like, it was insane. Um, what, else, what was the other thing I wanted to say? Oh, the, the other one we did, with, I started was Thibodeau. <laughs> Thibodeau. Because we, we were going through people, like, one by one. And there was one of the ones that they, I think they posted was, like, Julius Randle. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, a good one. We we there was there were so many Nixon five chants. Yeah, Nixon five. Yeah, that that was good, dude. <laughs> it was like that was definitely top a hundred day of my life, like top a hundred. Like like being safe, <laughs> like probably top ten. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Oh my god, it was fantastic. It was fantastic, and and I think it all stems from like. But by, by the way, I, you you said this, and I I want to like repeat it here. I don't think the Nets sold out games one and two. No, they had to. I think they sold out game two because they they like they really gave, cut prices. No, they they gave promotions. They were like they were like like buy tickets and you'll get like a signed James Harden thing. Oh really? Or, or like or like or, or for the chance to meet Kyrie or some or something like that. Dude, they had to like promote yeah. the game to give it away. Whereas the Knicks tickets sold out in one minute. Which yeah, I mean. It, it tells you it tells you something about like New York fans. I guess no one cares. About I, and, the Nets. and to be honest with you, like I actually think that the Nets are probably like a better uh, like in, in a lot of ways are like like more uh, like cohesive. I guess I think that the I think that the Nets right now are 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 doing really impressive things with like their culture to try to like build a fan base, but they're just so far behind the Knicks, and it's like 
They, it's they really moved unfortunate. From, they moved from exactly. Jersey like five, like seven, five yeah, years ago. Like seven or eight, yeah. yeah. So the, the truth is that like the Nets right now are trying to build a fan base with the like young New York fans. And that was going great until like this season, the Knicks are back, right? And like, yeah. like I think if you're a young fan in New York, and now like we're young fans in New York, but we've also been Knicks fans since before the Nets had Kyrie, KD, and James Harden. Yeah. Um, I think if you're, I think if like this is your first season watching the NBA, have, have were you not seeing Knicks fans cheering outside MSG like that? Like, were you not like surrounded by all this Knicks gear and whatever? You would probably be a Nets fan, but. The truth is, like the Nets are having to play catch up, and they're trying to have to. They're kind of ha- they kind of have to undermine the Knicks fan base, or they have to beat out the Knicks and like the next generation of fans. Because the truth is that right now the Knicks still have the monopoly over New York. Totally. Uh, and I said this earlier. I'll say it again. What would mean more for the city of New York, the Nets winning an NBA championship, mm. or the Knicks winning this round one series against the Hawks? I think that I think the round one series against the Hawks, dude. There, the Nets will not get the crowd that we had for a, for a game two win tonight. They will not have that moment unless it's game seven of the finals and they win. And I, yeah, I, I don't. Well, or, or game whatever and they win the finals. I think I think you might get like the the like size of crowd at Barclays Center as as it goes on. Because I think there's part of it. Part of the reason maybe it's like not there's not as much of a crowd at Barclays right now is versus at Madison Square Garden is because there's an expectation that the Nets will make it to the next round, right? Or because the Celtics are playing like an injured or, or the Celtics are injured. They don't have Jalen Brown right now. So like I think should we see them play the Sixers? Should we play, see them play like the like the Lakers or like whatever team like in the finals or, or in the Eastern Conference Finals? I think that, that would be a would be a better series that gets more attention. But as of right now. For the Knicks, it feels like kind of like you said, like this feels like the NBA championship for us because if we make it out of the first round, we're probably losing in you know like five games or whatever. <laughs> but like this is, but like this is it for us. Yeah, um, for sure. Which is like really, really, really hype. In that crowd, I saw like three different people like our age that I just hadn't seen in like five years mm. and i'm like hey bro we like haven't seen you forever we did it high five yeah <laughs> so, it was it was very very funny um just to move on really quickly the thing about like a fan spitting on trey young yeah. Knicks fan, like that sucks like come on dude you know you know what it's it sucks because as it as a Knicks fan it like looks bad on us right like yeah. that is not representative of like what most of this game is like, and now given everybody there was chanting F Trey Young, yeah. uh, Trey is balding. Whatever. Honestly, I, I'm but still, like, I'm not a fan of that really either. Uh, the balding one's hilarious, but like, I don't, like, I don't know, get more creative. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But that people kept wanting to go back to that, yeah. to that, those same couple ones. And I understand making Trey Young the villain. It's actually kind of fun to like have this mm-hmm. common enemy, like as a fan base, but, uh, it's kind of better to be chanting like we want Sixers or yeah. like like or we want Brooklyn. It's better to like build up the team rather than like push down a certain, <laughs> certain singular player, especially in the sense of like the the in the this is what the NBA has kind of been saying like you are allowed to yell, you're allowed to scream, you're allowed to kind of heckle, whatever. You can't like spit on a you can't spit on a player, you can't yeah. throw food in a player, and, and that's the other thing I wanted to make is like this is becoming a trend. It's not just with Trey Young. It also happened to Russell Westbrook, where that fan th- threw food on him, and I think something happened with John Morant too. Like, his, like some really? some fan was like heckling his family, or something like that. Like, 
at some point it's it's crossing a line and i understand how invested that that, that like we are as fan as fans like in in the nba and i think maybe part of that comes from like covid like we're all just so hyped to like be back in the arena or back like with other people watching these games and like enjoying the nba but like take it down a notch and also yeah. the the playoffs were in disney world last year like it was, it was a lot less it was a lot less yeah. easy to like engage in it when when it was like it felt kind of like removed um but like but like put it put it in like back in context right like these are people with families and like real people with emotions and like actual like i don't know personalities and like bodies and whatever like they're not just like there for your entertainment like they're real people so let's like respect that i guess is what i would say yeah and just to talk about the the series really quickly between the knicks and the hawks right now it's 1-1 i believe mm-hmm. they play tonight as well although i don't think i'm gonna be able to watch because i think i'm gonna be working fake fan I, I, i'm at i like work at like this like sports like bar restaurant area so, I'll, so like, it'll be on it'll yeah, be on yeah, i'll yeah. like i'll like peak i'll mm-hmm. like peak, peak while, I'm, while i'm doing stuff uh it's been so evenly matched yeah like it's been both games have been back and forth and you didn't really, really know close yeah, yeah. You, you didn't know who was going to win until until a minute left uh if that mm. and i think everyone agrees that the hawks have the more talented team yeah but i love that everyone else also agrees that the knicks just play harder and that those two are like kind of equal in value to yeah. each other which is which is great um it, it was hard to argue like the knicks the knicks are the higher seed but like if you just looked at the roster top to bottom it wouldn't make sense but somehow yeah. like the knicks pull out a game like they're still here yeah and i think it was kenny kenny smith said that the knicks actually have the advantage in like a game one or in something or even in the playoffs because they don't have to shoot well to play well and not even shoot three they, they just don't have to like play basketball well to play basketball well if that makes sense like because they, we're a hustle yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They, like you can control your hustle you can't necessarily control if you mm. make a jump shot or not whereas if the, if, if the hawks are just like kind of missing their shots like oh they're gonna lose if the knicks are missing their shots they're still gonna have the best defense in the nba they're still gonna hustle for offensive rebounds taj gibson a shout to him he's still gonna have like six offensive rebounds every game which is bonkers yeah and i mean i think like players to i want to hear like players to watch moving forward with the rest of the series first of all big shout out to taj gibson i'd like to issue my formal apology to taj gibson because i've been kind of like a taj gibson hater at moments of the season because i think like i i because i like mitchell robinson and i like nerlens noel and i'm like taj gibson is old and like I don't like him. I like I thought. I guess I kind of thought Taj Gibson was only here because he's Derek Rose's friend and Tom Thibodeau's friend. You know, like as as part of a culture thing. And I was annoyed that he was getting so many minutes, but he's been huge for us. He's been offensive offensive rebounding like crazy. Every time it, it's our we get a second mm-hmm. possession, it's either him getting the offensive rebound or him like hitting it off of someone else out of bounds. It's yeah. always him. I just did. I did. Nerlens Noel did play in game two, right? Yes. yes. But maybe he played limited minutes or something because. In game one, he was sort of hobbling around. Um, he like kind of hurt something. So we'll, I guess, keep an eye on that too, because we do need New Orleans well for our defense. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Derrick Rose, he had some like absolutely ridiculous like how did you make that shots? Yeah. And then also there felt there felt like there were moments where it was like he missed a couple mid ranges in a row. I think we need you know you were talking about like you can't control whether your jump shot falls. Like I think we do need Derrick Rose hitting mid range jump shots if in we're order to win. Series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which I don't really feel comfortable with. Yep. I think uh, another thing is Julius Randle is getting kind of like he's getting he's well, he's got one defender who's basically like guarding him like like face guarding him at all times. 
that's the right move by the Hawks, right? He is still our best player, regardless of how he's been playing over the last two games. But then every time he gets the ball, they also kind of bring someone over to like shadow him. I think on sort of the on his left side, so th- so that like one, so that the, the guy who's guarding him kind of pushes him to his left hand, and the other guy is there to trap him if he tries to dribble, which tends to be his move. He gives you like a little jab step. He fakes the jumper. Maybe he takes the jumper because he's been hitting contested and difficult shots all year. If he doesn't take it, then he tries to blow by you, spin off you, get to the rim. The problem is. He keeps driving and then getting stuck, and, and so I think that's I think it's the right move. I think I think if if we're Julius, Randall, he neither needs to take the jump shot. He, his jump shots that hasn't been working, so whatever. Maybe you keep taking them just to like keep them honest. Hopefully, he hits a couple. Hit, hit, you know, take one every three every three touches or whatever. But the rest of the time, I think he needs to drive, force the double, and then hit cross court passes to the opposite wing. Because I was noticing a lot in game two. They tend to be pinching down. Like when he gets the ball, it's like all five players start gravitating towards the paint. Yeah. I think, you know, I he's a good passer. His assist numbers have gone way up this season, but like he needs to keep his head up on the doubles and hit and hit quick cross court passes. As soon as he seems as soon as he sees one player um like coming towards him, I think that's when he needs to hit the pass. Yeah, I agree. And like guys for the most part have been, have been like hitting their shots. Yeah. Uh, Shout out Reggie Bullock. Yes, yeah, Reginald Bullock <laughs> has put the eight yeah. million citizens of New York City on his back. Yep, and I love real. it. I Trey Young has been absolutely out of his mind, yeah. especially in Game Two. Hopefully, like as a Knicks fan, that doesn't keep up. It's making for entertaining basketball, but I think if we're playing in Atlanta and, and Trey has another game where he can't miss or he's getting foul calls, it's gonna be hard for us to pull it out. Because I think actually, I actually do think the Knicks, the Knicks home court advantage, the fans have been helping the last couple of games. I agree. So some someone was trying to spin it to me like, oh, it rattled the Knicks. It's like, eh, tra- the, like fifteen thousand people shouting yeah. F Trey Young rattled, the, rattled Knicks. the Knicks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not and not Trey Young. Okay. And then John Collins has been kind of disappointing in the way series. And totally, he, he got into tra- foul trouble in game two, yeah. but even in game one, he felt like he was quiet. And I saw somebody say that like, based on vibes, you would think that like. John Collins probably isn't going to be back in Atlanta next year, based like based off the vibes of this series. I kind of agree. He he seems a little a bit like of an odd man out, even though based on talent alone, like he's probably their second best player. Maybe yeah. you know like Clint Capella. Yeah, Clint Capella's really been good. great. Yeah, he he's been so annoying. So shout yeah shout out to Clint Capella too. He's he's been making, you know, he's been making us getting in the paint like really dang hard. Um, For sure, man. But yeah, we'll see. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Space the Floor. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, if you're lo- if you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. We're also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And thank you so much. My name is Connor Gielen. And I'm Connor Flannery. And see you next time. Peace. Shout out to Taj Gibson. Nixon 5.